This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our chat with Chris Slandom on the Formula Thunder 5000. I hope you'll stay with us. It's an amazing undertaking. What have you learnt about motor racing in Australia and yourself? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, you know, the motivation for doing it and all that kind of thing is, is quite interesting. I mean, um, look, I, I was in, as you know, uh, publishing for a long time and, and sold my business a few years ago and bummed around really doing bits and pieces, but looking for something worthwhile to do. And, and this kind of just started as a thought bubble about two and a half years ago. And, you know, there's always been discussion about the fact that Australia didn't have a really publicly attractive, exciting open wheeler category and, and really hasn't had since since those uh, late 70s, early 80s days. And, and I, I just sort of, I don't know, just mulled it over for quite a while, but started to do a bit of research and a few sums and everything. And the whole thing revolved around finding a manufacturer who had quite recently ceased to build a suitable car and, and was prepared to make the equipment involved in that available to us. And, you know, I, I did a fair bit of travel, to be honest, uh, around the world to America, UK, Japan, um, talking to open wheeler manufacturers, you know, uh, like Delara and some others. And, and eventually it was Swift in North America that just fitted the bill perfectly. Now, they they made, you know, t- to do that from scratch, to come up with all those, that research and development and design and moulds and tools, that would probably cost a couple of million dollars to do if you were doing it from scratch. Now, which would certainly rule it out, uh, you know, of the Australian context. And it was only that Swift were prepared to make that equipment available to us at a very, very reasonable price, and they've been very, very helpful, that, that allowed us to consider doing all the rest of it. And so once we got that deal together, um, the other crucial element was the involvement of Michael Borland at Borland Racing, who makes manufactures race cars in Australia, who manufactures Formula Fords, and he's been the key overall engineering manager of the whole thing. And, and sort of between him and me, and Hollinger and the engine guy and whatever, we, you know, we put it together, and here we are. <laughs> you mentioned you're using a Ford stock or crate engine. Is the goal to have different crate engines available from various manufacturers to go into the cars, or is it? only going to be a single engine, single tyre type series? Yeah. yeah, look, initially it is a controlled formula. A lot of motor racing has become far too expensive around the world and here in Australia. And by, by trying to keep the costs as low as we can with this, we hope this will be more accessible to more people. Um, and so at this point, we're using what we believe to be the best engine, the best value for money engine available to us, which is that uh, Ford engine modified by someone who's very clever. Standard gearbox, standard wheels, standard tyres and suspension. So it is all about cost control because you know, I personally believe that's, that's crucial. Now down the track, a year or two down the track, you know, we might well say to Holden or whatever, look, if you've got a suitable production-based engine that you think might fit the bill, We'll see what we can do, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very wary about things that would ultimately drive up the cost. But if it could be done sensibly, then down the track, yes, you'd, you'd look at it. But for now, uh, it's it's really important to try and try and get this happening in the most uh, accessible manner. You were on the commission for V8 Supercars, which is now Supercars, and they are, of course, very well known for being a franchise model. Is what the first twelve people 
buying into, not just buying a car, but they're going to buy a franchise in the series because that way you at least guarantee 12 cars at whatever events you are committed to. Look, I'm not a great fan of the franchise model because if you look back over time, it, it sort of sounds good, but it, it also hasn't worked that well for, for, for a lot of people. I'm all for, and, and there will be incentives and, and encouragement and contractual agreements for people to, to complete this whole series. I, I'm a bit more of a fan of a, a pro-am approach. By that, I mean you might uh, be a professional team that turns up with four cars and a huge transporter, or you might be Craig Ravel with one car on a trailer behind a ute. And once you roll up at the track and your car's in the pit lane, as far as I'm concerned, that's it. You, you've got every right to be there. So you know, the whole franchise thing was dreamed up so that people could build up some value and worth in their in their uh, in their entry in their team. And, you know, it's sort of a, a bit of a money grab for the future. I'm, I'm a little bit more inclined towards the good old-fashioned way of, when we, when we can, of starting to offer a decent prize money package. And so, I, as I said, I'm all for the, the, the pro-amp approach. That's why I like stuff like, you know, golf and tennis. When you, when you start a tournament, you start off, you know, you might be world number one or you might be some amateur who got in by the skin of his teeth, but tee off on Thursday morning, everyone's even, and the best guy wins. And to me, that's, that's what and that's what we're going to try and do. How much is it going to cost to get a turnkey solution to become part of Formula Thunder 5000? Uh, we're still finalising that. We, we, we think that the car, a complete car ready to go, and I mean, it's a pretty trick piece of machinery, um, is going to end up at about $270,000 in Australia, plus GST, of course. Now, if you look around, for example, I think an Indy car these days is about half a million dollars less an engine. Uh, and of course, V8 supercars are the cheapest thing in the, in, in the world to build either. So we think we've done reasonably well in keeping base costs down. But where I think we're really, really going to score is in the ongoing uh, on, ongoing race by race costs. The you know the engine and gearbox setup that we've that we're offering is as close to bulletproof as you can get in motorsport. So you know people won't be faced with you know significant ongoing costs in terms of keeping their car on the racetrack. You know, if you take out crash damage, you know, it should be very, very economical to run them on a race-by-race race, uh, race race basis. So, you know, we think we've, we've done our best with that, and I guess ultimately the uh, the marketplace will decide if we have. I'm very interested in the summer series. That concept and the, the races that's going to be around, obviously it's all going to be focused on your cars on the track. Are you looking at formats and formulas that would be more akin to a speedway or even if you uh, go back to the uh, days of NASCAR in Australia where it's it's six hours maybe total commitment of track time as opposed to a traditional uh, circuit racing event which is three days? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, in fact, some race meetings go on for more than three days, don't they, three or four days. I'm very attracted by uh, what would have fundamentally called a one-day format, but which is actually two days. Take a, a race weekend, I think Saturday, for example, the teams turn up on Saturday morning, get set up. Saturday afternoon will involve whatever practice sessions are appropriate, leading into the one day, the race day. 
and we we plan to have these cars on track a number of times during that day, including a uh, you know a warm up, qualifying, a couple of qualifying heats, and a main event. You know, if you were marketing it, it's, it's, it's a bit like cricket's big big bash. You know, as you said, all focused in on a bit like speedway as well, focused in on a shorter space of time. Um, I think in the modern world, you know, people are a bit time poor. If you can if you can offer them a day, a compact day of real entertainment, then I think. Um, you know, I think that's the right path to go down. At that time of year, there are tracks that don't have a time restriction. It might be that the event went on into the evening, just, you know, daylight's there until, what, 9 o'clock in some places, isn't it? So there's, there's a lot of potential to, to work on formats to come up with something that, that is, um, you know, what we think is what the... the spectator and what the, what the public wants. Would you be looking at support events around that and would you have to build those other series up to be able to come onto the bill or do you think you can just stand alone with only your cars at the track? No, no, no. Can't, can't, even for the tracks, it doesn't make uh, you know, financial sense just to have us. I mean, they would be our events. But no, no, look, we're, we're talking to the individual tracks. Um, as I said, I'm really quite thrilled with the prospect and, and each individual track will promote their individual round and in most cases they've got the best idea of what might work best for them in terms of a support bill if you like. Um, you know, we'll have some input and might be the, the certain category came to us and said, look, could we run it say, you know, three of your five Australian events and that all worked out? Yep, that's fine. But ultimately the individual circuits will, will make that call because um, you know, they've got to make everything financially viable as possible but one of the big upsides is that that's in the Australian League of it in January it happens when, in a lot of cases, the tracks are actually closed, not being used. So uh, whatever we do is um, going to be a bit of a bonus, we hope. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.